All right, folks, welcome back to the Jock Talk Podcast with Ty and Cricket. Hey. All right, uh, Cricket's going to give us our rundown, and then we're going straight into it. I cannot wait for today's episode because first, we have our current events where Tyler talks about women, aging, and lifting. Yeah, science and shit. And then I get to talk about boob sweat. That's right, your boob sweat. You know, I, I think our current events really highlight the differences between us. <laughs> Yes, it's true. And then we get Q&A today. We have questions from Keith mm-hmm. and from, Mel- oh, not Melissa. I'm so sorry. She was last time. Mm-hmm. We have questions from Keith and Paul Hungerford. Chief Keith. And then we finish with our Mythbusters. Today's myth, I can't lose weight because my family and I are big boned. Yeah, I, I, I got that one. I'm going to take care of it. I can't wait to hear about um, women aging and all the crap you're going to give me about <laughs> aging and lifting weights. Craig's birthday is soon. And so <laughs> Yours I'm, just happened. Yeah. I'm going to get these uh, old jokes off. Anything, <laughs> anything it takes. All right. So my current event. This comes from usnews.com. A lifetime of fitness helps women's muscles in old age. Now, I can also tell you that this, all of this is the same for men. However, a lot of women avoid lifting weights for as long as possible because they don't want to get too bulky or too muscular. Uh, Again, you don't really have to worry about that. But all right. So uh, there was a study conducted uh, at Ball State. The researchers examined muscle strength power. What state? (laughs) (laughs) You make me absolutely sick. It's because of the words together. That sounds great. Okay. Ball State. <laughs> You're a 13-year-old. You're a 13-year-old, nearly 35-year-old. All right. The researchers from the university examined muscle strength power and the size and type of muscle fibers in the thighs of three groups of women. Seven women in one group were over 70 and had exercised regularly for nearly 50 years. Wow. The second group had 10 women who averaged 25 years of age and also worked out regularly. The third group comprised 10 women over 70 who did not exercise regularly. Boo. Yeah. So the over 70 groups uh, had more slow twitch muscle fibers, meaning they were built better to do long endurance style training. Um, The younger women had a lot more fast twitch muscle fibers. Um Reason being is that as you age, your fast twitch muscle fibers. Oh shit! I hit the mic. Your fast twitch muscle fibers. So stupid. (laughs) It's like I like I like floating in the middle between smart and dumb. Yeah. Right. So anytime I'm saying some smart shit about research, I like to insert something dumb with it, like running face first into the microphone in front of me. (laughs) All right. So uh, as we age, you were going. I wanted to hear that part. Yeah, as we age, uh, our fast switch muscle fibers begin to diminish. Now, some people think that that's purely because of age, but usually it's from lack of use. So uh, there's a uh, uh, muscle atrophy that happens as we get older. But again, it's usually because we don't use our muscles the same way, right? When you're in school, you have physical education, PE class that you have to do. So you have to engage in exercise. You walk a lot further. You do a lot more things. And then as you age, you stop doing as much stuff. 
you park closer to Walmart. <laughs> Which is an argument I've had with my mom probably a good 15 times by now. To park further away. She will drive around the, the parking lot of wherever we go. <laughs> to find the close parking to spot. Find, she will drive for 10 minutes. Just park back here and we'll walk. Nope, I'm not walking that far. Okay. And now... Poor Pam. Yep, she's having a little bit of trouble getting off the couch. You know what Miss Janet says? What Miss Janet say? Oh, I love Miss Janet. God bless. My mom will drive and she'll see the closest five and drive past them. Uh-huh. And we'll be like, Mom, you just missed five. And she'll go, thank the Lord we can walk. <laughs> and we'll drive to the farthest one. And she was always... Yeah, we've got to walk up there. She'd park so far. So our moms are the opposite, just on that realm. Just the opposite, yeah. Miss Janet. That's so gross. I'm Miss Janet's biggest fan, y'all. My mom likes to flirt with Tyler. Yeah, she does. He's so cute. Yeah. And my mom is in this research group that you're speaking of. (laughs) (laughs) So just so you know, you're talking about 70 year old women. AJ never stopped me before, man. And her. Fast twitch muscle fibers. God bless me. Probably Janet. because she's still walking a lot. She doesn't trip or fall a lot. Name here, here's name uh three celebrity females that you know that are in their seventies, Tyler. Three celebrity females in their seventies? I want a visual of who are we targeting from this research. I don't know anybody. Excuse me? A celebrity? There's a lot of politicians that you probably know. Well, I mean most of them are seventy, right? <laughs> right I don't think most of them are but I know of probably a handful here I'll grab my phone so we can age check okay go ahead you go ahead and do that no I'm, finish. I'm still asking oh, excuse me. I want visuals for who are we talking about who is this group of females oh in their 70s give me some oh references God. that should be lifting to help prevent their slow twitch and fast twitch muscle fibers from well, I know, I know J-Lo is 50. <laughs> That's 20 years. You're talking about her mother. But her mother's not a celebrity, so I need a face. Okay, you go ahead and do that. Okay. And I'm going to, one day on the show, bring up the argument I had with a lady about Jennifer Lopez and her personal trainer. But okay. that's, a, that's a story from another day. It's a good story. So anyway, what these researchers found was that uh, the older women had smaller fast twitch muscle fibers uh, than the younger women. Again, that's purely because of a lack of use. It is more and more important the older you get for you to do resistance training. Bands, kettlebells, dumbbells, barbells, uh, body weight stuff, whatever it is, so you can you know maintain healthy function because eventually very menial tasks become impossible. And I saw that happen with my grandmother. She passed away in 2017. She was 95. And her last maybe like 10 years of her life from 85 to 95, she she couldn't do... Just standing up yeah, from a seated position. Standing up was difficult. I had to help her get off the couch. Had God, to help her you get make things so sad. I know, right? I brought the mood down. I'm sorry. So I say that to say... You know, do some resistance training, exercise. Don't be afraid to pick up weights. 
they're good for you. Yeah, but who are you talking oh to? Oh my god, so I don't here, know why you think this is so. I'm important. gonna because I'm gonna show Tyler. <laughs> I'm gonna show Tyler. There's probably ten women on this Google image search of actresses in their seventies, and it's all their pictures. None of their names are listed below their pictures, and I'm gonna see if you know a single name <laughs> on here. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm looking at these ladies. That's that. <laughs> Right there is Helen Mirren. Good job! Yeah. Oh, I love her. In your grill piece. That is Meryl Streep. Nice. You got and, two. And, oh. <laughs> scrolling. Oh, here's, scrolling. Here's, here's where it gets uh, a little, I, like I recognize these faces. He's past Diane Keaton. <laughs> He's past Sybil Shepard. <laughs> uh, I know this lady right here. She was in James Bond. Which one? Her. Oh, yes. What's her name? Uh, Judy Dench. Judy Dench. I knew her. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. That's three. Very good. So these are the women that we are um, Man. celebrity trainers. Oh, I would love. Wouldn't that be so much fun to be a celebrity trainer for women and men in their 60s and 70s? Yeah, it would. I'd train the <laughs> shit out of Harrison Ford. Yeah. He's, oh, he was in the male category that I looked up. Nice right. work. Your current event about breast sweat. I'm so excited to talk to you about boob sweat. I'm excited to hear about it. I didn't know it was as big of an issue as it is, but there's a new invention <laughs> out for it to help us with it. Yo, people are so fucking weird, bro. <laughs> Why? Because people just, just obsess. I would... I am sure that the people who started this business you're about to tell me about did a lot of market research and found that a lot of women would be willing to spend good hard-earned money on preventing boob sweat. And it's not something that, like, nobody is going to look at you crazy because you got boob sweat. Well, who cares? I'm trying to think if is I... There a, is there a function, like... I haven't seen, like, in the gym... Somebody who just has that, you know, um, looking like closed eyes on their gray t-shirt. I don't know if I've ever seen that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Good use of imagery. Thank you. In your example. That was, but you know that they did. They're I like, got an exact image when you said <laughs> closed eyes. <laughs> um, it's like, you're right. They looked up profits and losses and said, I mean, hey, we can make some money you know, off of this. Breast sweat is definitely better than ass sweat. Well, Shape Magazine... January 8th said that Busy Phillips shed light on a genius, they used the word genius product, we didn't even know we needed until now. What is the world coming to? <laughs> Anti-boob sweat spray. It's designed to prevent boob sweat and the pesky stains that come along with it. I have like underarm deodorant stains. Yeah, but that comes from the deodorant, not the sweat. I don't know if I've ever had boob sweat stains. I was about to say, I don't think that's a thing. This stuff never works. Before. I was, oh, this is a quote from a customer. This stuff works. I was skeptical, but had to try. I will be ordering so much more and for every woman in my life. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I think what I wanted to ask and bring up with you, if we were just hanging out and talking <laughs> about boob sweat, yeah. you're a male version, I'm a female version of if this is a problem that needed solutions, but we also are around all sorts of different body types. Mm -hmm. I didn't, mm, I didn't know. 
you didn't know that this was an issue that people have? Yes, but to be fair, I don't have like the real boob sweat <laughs> that would come with real boobs. <laughs> so I was wondering if that's yeah. where you were going with that. Like maybe that's the issue. And you don't, you've always had great upper deck pecs probably. We don't mm. know what it's like to have an under layer of flesh. Oh, it's the pencil test. Didn't your mom ever tell you about the pencil test? Well, no. So just in case you don't know, Pam and what's your Nana's name? <laughs> don't you ever call my grandmother Nana. <laughs> what do you call her? Grammy is her oh, name. That's Grammy. what everybody in my neighborhood called Gam, her. Gam, Gam. <laughs> don't you ever. Don't you ever make so, fun of Grammy. I, Grandma Betty, my grandmother, I remember them talking about the pencil test. And it's where you could lift your breast and stick a pencil underneath, lower your breast, and it stays there while you move <laughs> And you, the older that you get, oh, the God. more pencils you can hold oh, underneath. Oh, <laughs> God damn. The more pencils you hold underneath. I also would like to point out that Cricket just scratched her ass. <laughs> on top it's of just everything. the top of my pants. Whatever. <laughs> but that's the pencil test. So maybe, because we don't know, and people, we're in a gym where people are wearing sports bras. There's lots of layers or stuff like that. Maybe I need to be more aware and observe. I Is was going to say, I, uh, I don't pay attention to such things. You know, I... Um, Duly noted. I'm usually thinking about, you know, Jesus. Oh, yeah, um, the Lord. You know, the prayer that I'm going to say that evening before I go to sleep. Yeah. With my Bible laid gently on my chest. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh-huh. How about y'all? Well, I'm going to start observing to see if it's an actual problem in the gym setting. Okay, you do that. Boob sweat. And I'm sure we're going to get plenty of feedback on, <laughs> on this topic. <laughs> it may actually be an issue that it people might be. bring up. I'm waiting to hear about it. Actually, don't talk to me about it. Please talk to him about it. Talk to Cricket about it. You ready for your first question? I love it. Keith asks us today, Keith, Keith. What do you do when you feel like a groundhog situation with your workouts? What do I need to do or think or feel to avoid burning out? Mm. Most people are, especially in our gym, we have people doing the same programs or movements and training them for four to 12 weeks at a time Mm -hmm. and writing down their progress, their goals, um, their weights Mm -hmm. to measure it. Uh, This is difficult for, uh, actually, it'll be more difficult for you than it would be for me because I get in more of that feeling than you do, a rut. Yeah, I was about to say, I usually... I usually keep my programs pretty much. I'll vary exercises every so often. If He's done the same thing for the last yeah, two and a half years yeah, that I've known him. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll write a program. Usually I write one in December. Then he puts on his do-rag. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'll, I'll write one program in December and then another program in July. So I'll do each of my programs for at least six months. Are you time. serious? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. No wonder you've been doing weighted TRX push-ups. Seems like every day I see you. And then he tucks his uh, cross necklace into his shirt that he's working out with. Goes boing, boing with his two chest hairs out of his shirt. (laughs) Gets on the waist. I have several dozen chest hairs. And then he goes, every once in a while when you're working out in the gym with Tyler and he's got his headphones on, you hear, Uh, putting it in gun titles. Yeah. 
don't get bored at all? No, and I, I, I don't know if it's because I like, like, I love structure. The more structure I have, the more comfortable I am usually. So maybe that's it. I also, as I've said several dozen times, I keep a very strict logbook. I know how much weight I did on every set. I know how many reps I got on every set. When you say you're comfortable, it doesn't mean that you're not making your muscle tissue or training uncomfortable because of your logging. Right, yeah. I I make sure I either get more reps or do more weight than I did in the previous workout. Now, if I said, hey, Ty, it'd be probably pretty cool if you added some jump rope technique or jump roping and double unders into this program. (laughs) What's your response? I'll probably say go to hell or some version of that. Because why? Because it's not in my program. And you know how pissed off I get when I don't get to do my program. (laughs) I really get mad. I get upset. You're why we have core values. You're why we have... I resent that. He's on the wall. So, uh, I'll let, I mean, what's your answer to this question? I don't know if I have one. I am doing longer with my programs than I have before. Sometimes I, uh, okay, simple things. Like, I always listen to a new playlist or new music, or I even work out in silence. You work out in silence. Yes, you and I have done that multiple times where we have said nothing in the gym for an hour and there's been no music on. Yeah, all right. You're right, yeah. Music is something that I do. I, we usually work out at the same times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll change a dumbbell curl to a band curl, mm-hmm. but keep the same muscle group and change it. I'll change tempo. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be like, I'm going to go slow, go heavier, change the tempo on my eccentric part of the motion. So just like a different... A slight variation on what you already had programmed for yourself. I think I need that actually quite a bit. About every three to four weeks, I like to see something change. Yeah. All right. Oh, this is that one uh, that we, you and I have talked about where I also give my one workout a week where I have no plan. And I'm like, this is going to be crazy. (laughs) And I'm doing box jumps onto the washing machine in the garage. Oh, my God. Or trying to. And then I'm doing push-ups with my feet on top of the car in the garage. And I'm like, what else can I create in here? The more I get to know you, the more I feel for Chris. Yeah. I feel for him. He, he's walked in there a couple of times. Imagine you coming home, you had a long day, and your wife is jumping on your washing machine. <laughs> Ain't that a bitch? It's like, usually... Honey, get off the damn washing machine. You're scaring the dogs. <laughs> yeah. I right. change stuff up a bit, but... I get it. Find something to focus on. Yeah. Something measurable and tangible that you can um, count as a win. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is for me. Yeah. And then I change music, go silence, ask somebody to work out with me. Um, yeah. I jump into classes. I actually change things quite a bit. I keep the same three to four lifts for about 12 weeks. Mm. The rest of my workouts, which would be six more a week are kind of free for all mm-hmm. alright what's the next question you sound very excited by my response just uh, so everybody knows Tyler actually does like me we are friends mm-hmm. <laughs> he does want to be here mm-hmm. I'm not making him do this mm-hmm. <laughs> I got bigger she may be she may be threatened to fire me <laughs> that might have happened 
All right, Paul Hungerford, you're going to give your answer first. How do you continue workouts and fitness when your gym funds run out? Ooh. Yeah. Just Ooh. lost your job or things. Ooh. Um, you had to cut budget with your family. It's rough eating bologna sandwiches. Ew. Yeah. It gets like that. Bologna. You ever had sugar sandwich before? Yes, butter and sugar on yeah. white bread. Uh huh. Yeah. Have I it ever gets had like that? that. Well, yeah, I no, mean, you are, from the, you are from the trailer park. I should have known. Yeah. Um, okay, so if your gym funds run out, I would, if I just didn't have money for a gym membership, what would I do? I've had a gym membership for so long now. Well, maybe you could answer, what have you cut to keep your gym membership? Oh. Uh, well, recently, I stopped buying coffee. That saved me about 90 bucks a month. Go tie. And then I stopped eating out. I'll buy food. Well. Yeah. He just told a lie with his eyes open. <laughs> he just told a lie. <laughs> he just lied. Uh, I eat out once a week. And oh, then, that's way less. And I repeat. Uh, I repent right after. <laughs> you repent? It's an eating out joke, Cricket. I don't get it. Okay. Well, there's... No fun happening at the Hodges. Do you want to explain it? Eating out? Ew, <laughs> on, Tyler. Man. What the fuck? Everybody is sitting in their cars, rolling their eyes that it took you that long to get my joke. Jesus. Ew. Come on. You Ew. know why? You know Once it. a week. You're gross. <laughs> That's right. actually good advice. Yeah, so I stopped eating out. <laughs> uh, and that probably saved me. I think I was probably buying food somewhere every day up until like two, maybe three months ago now. And when I was, I mean, let's say, you know, I eat a lot of food. So like 20 bucks a day, seven days a week. Oh my gosh. That's $140 a week. Yeah. Yeah. And then multiply by that by four. I don't know how much that is off the top of my head, but it's a lot. So I stopped doing that and it's saving me hundreds of dollars. So it's 520, 520. There you go. I could see your eye twitching and you were trying <laughs> to do that math. In your head. Uh, so yeah, that, that has saved me a lot of money so I can keep my gym memberships. Uh, I guess what I would do if I just hit an all time low, things just got fucking rough. Yeah. I probably would just spend $30 on like a set of bands. And be at home. Yeah. You can get a set of bands on Amazon for, I think like, I just bought my mom a set for Christmas. I think like 35 oh, bucks or something. that's nice. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I can pay son. him up. Yeah. I'm a good son. I take a care. A good son. I take care of 60 the, seconds ago, he was telling me a joke about eating out and he's a good well, son. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with, you know, my relationship with my family. Does with your relationship with God? <laughs> Everybody always acts like I'm the only sinner around here. I thought I was moving to, you know, the land of hedonism, yeah. and it's everybody the city out here, of angels. Yeah, the city of angels. <laughs> Apparently, it is. It's a bunch of angels running around this bitch. All I've, right, I've got Ty for his birthday. I booked him for him to pay for. <laughs> yeah, this is my other problem with my birthday gift. That I got from Cricket. He's never done like a Vegas trip. Like with a friend, go to Vegas, 
see some shows, go out to eat. You don't even need to gamble, but enjoy some of the fun stuff. I have a whole itinerary, but I just booked him and got him (laughs) his buffet, one buffet. An itinerary. And she paid for one buffet. That's it. And then I just put his name down at the Aria Casino. What kind of birthday gift is that? Here, you go and do a vacation and pay for it. (laughs) You won't do it. Otherwise, but what was I guess? Oh, that's Sin City. Stop that's where I was going. Scratching your ass and don't my point at me pants. with that hand. I'm not. I'm scratching my tailbone. Remember, my tailbone's yeah goes low. <laughs> no one, no one knows where Cricket's ass starts. <laughs> it's just back. It's long back, LeBlanc. Okay, what is your answer to Paul's question? How do you continue? Workouts if it isn't fun there now. Yeah, everything. You know. We've been in that situation. Chris and I have been in a situation where I had to stop getting my nails done, um, tanning. We've also, when we moved into our new home, we made a rule of no more out to eats and we've saved hundreds of dollars a month. Mm. Um Oh man, I am such a I could do body weight stuff and running and that stuff wouldn't bore me. Go to a park, find something. I could find a YouTube boot camp video, right? Mm-hmm. Or find a friend and be like, you want to go run the stairs at this place? Um, there's so many high school tracks that mm-hmm. are available with certain hours. The hard part would be the resistance training aspect would have to be a long-term eventual investment. I would find a used equipment. We've done that mm-hmm. in the past when we were open up, opening up gyms on eBay or Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Um, some used battle ropes, dumbbells, kettlebells are pretty simple to find. And then just over the next year, budget those out. Mm-hmm. But I would primarily cut down on other things like coffee, eating out before I would ever cut that. Yeah. We also, this question is kind of tough for us because we've been working at gyms for most of our adult lives. Mm-hmm. And with, you know, working at a gym, you get a free gym membership. Yep. So, so yeah, just, uh, yeah, uh, be smart about your money. (laughs) Don't be a, don't be stupid. We like, there's hard times and we always prioritize what prioritize our budget around it. The dentist is known for one of the first thing that goes when the economy gets bad. Mm. Because we just cut the, cut down on our teeth. Well, I don't need I don't need to have sparkling whites, you know. I can you know I'm doing all right. I'll just brush twice a day and floss. I don't need him. So a gym membership would probably be an amenity in that circle. Mm. That yeah, it would go. Yeah. All right, you ready to bust a myth? Yes. It's all on you. I can't lose weight because my family's big boned oh, and I'm God. big boned. Okay. Again. Um, I enjoy your mocking question voice. I'm going to keep it. Yeah, keep it. That'll be a running thing for us. So, I can't lose weight because what? Because my family's big boned. And I'm big boned. And you're also big boned. There's no such thing as big boned, first of all. There's not? No. But your bones are bigger than mine. But, what? Your wrist bone is probably bigger than my bone. Yeah, I'm a male and you're a female. So... There are women who have bigger wrists than I do. Yes, but those bigger wrists won't do not mean that you are doomed to be obese or overweight. Okay. 
there there are certainly genetic factors at play that make you know being at a certain body fat percentage uh, more difficult or easier for different people mm-hmm. for example there was a study done on a generation that experienced a food famine basically a lot of people they were starving and stuff because there wasn't enough food available and two generations after them they found that their grandchildren of the people who survived this famine were far more likely to be obese because there wasn't a famine they weren't calorically restricted right so it seemed like you know the body adjusted over the course of a couple of generations to more easily hold on to calories and body fat. Oh, got it. Right. And it, it it's a very odd thing, but we all know evolution occurs. It's a real thing. And so there is some indication that, yes, being overweight, uh, it can happen more easily to certain people. Yes. But that's not the end of the story, right? Uh, genetics is only one piece of the puzzle. You can certainly still you know, be at a healthy uh, body fat percentage. There's no reason why you can't. Yeah. Is it fair for me to do the follow-up and say, or just make a statement of, it's going to be easier for some than others? Yes. Okay. You can also, with the whole family thing, if you look at a, at a family and they're all overweight, uh, a lot of people immediately, they immediately think genetics when they see that. Mm-hmm. However, you have to also consider... That they all eat together. Yeah. Right? They eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. They probably also have the same eating habits. Even when they are apart, they probably eat similar things. Right? Uh, That just happens with families. Right? You learn things from your parents that you continue to do into your adult years. So, again, part of it is genetic. Part of it is habitual. Got it. So, we can... uh, not do anything about the genetics sorry however we can certainly do plenty of stuff about the habits if you figure out what works for you in the gym or works for you in the kitchen then yes you can absolutely get to a healthy body fat percentage or if you want to get abs or whatever it might be you can still do all those things even if you come from a family of overweight people big bone excuse me big bone people (laughs) pardon me Myth busted. There you go. Very good work, Ty. All right. Um, we are jocks at heart. Bench warmers in reality. That's episode four in the books. And we will see y'all next week. Peace. To, yeah, North Hollywood location. Is Jacob from Texas? Jacob is from Arizona, but he's been out here for 12 years like since he was 18 so jazz came out here with you that is a whole nother story jazz i came out here engaged got married jazz called me one night and she was engaged to this boy i hated for her named not jacob not jacob and i couldn't stand him and i told her immediately on the phone i was like this is the biggest mistake of your life (laughs) And then a month later, she goes, I'm packing up and moving out there. (laughs) And she lived with Chris and I in that one-bedroom bungalow. Oh, man. For seven months. You love this. You don't know any of this. No, I don't. I love all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like um, the, um, you know, the the hustle. You 
make something happen. You get, God, you know, it's a story. I forget. Yeah, you get put into a corner, uh, and you decide to. Well, I'm. I, I think I can do this better, so I'm going to. Fuck we, you guys. We knew we wanted to treat people differently, mm-hmm. and we knew we wanted. It took me a while to treat trainers differently. We hated the way that we were treated. Trainers don't want to have uh, to s- talk about sales and right. do things. We want to train. We want to focus on the science and the results and the relationships. Yeah, we wanted to focus on all of that, and it wasn't the case. I don't know if it's changed. It possibly could have. It wasn't always like that at that corporation. Yeah. Okay. Um I'll give you a light one. What's your favorite trash food? I don't know if I have a favorite trash food. I'll take top three. Okay, I have one. I don't have like a lot of trash food. Well, donuts are probably trash. Yeah, that's my I would number say one. So, yeah, yeah. So I love donuts. I could eat a lot of donuts by myself. My second one would be Oreos. I could. Mm crush a Good whole pick. package of Oreos. Mm-hmm. Um, my dream, my dream, and I've never done this, is to put a package of Oreos in a big bowl and then cover it with milk and eat it like a bowl of cereal. Man. Isn't that I ratchet? Think I know what I'm going to do for my birthday. Isn't that amazing? I was <laughs> like, sounds, why have I never done that's that? That's probably delicious. <laughs> Would you, you maybe let it sit for, for Yeah, let like, the bottom parts get soft and soggy oh and then the top God. is crunchy. Diabetes in a bowl. <laughs> So gross. I bet everybody would feel the same way, though. So, I bet somebody's done it, and they're going to tell somebody us. Somebody has to. Mm-hmm. Please reach out. Let us know how it went. I don't have a, a salty one. Actually, there's um this special Frito, and it's called Frito Twists, and they're like chili, hot-flavored. It's a Frito Twist, and yeah, I uh, have sugar. You, you know how much I love chips, but I don't like Fritos. Really? Specifically, I love every kind of chip except Doritos. Fritos. You like Pringles? Yep. Ruffles? You'd rather yep. have Ruffles than Fritos? Yeah. Lay's. Uh, what about corn tortilla chips? Just like... I will eat a bag of Tostitos straight. No salsa, no nothing. Ew. Yeah. I will watch football for four hours. And eat some Tostitos And run through a whole them. bag. Ew. <laughs> the family size bag. Ew. Because I'm a G. Okay. Yeah, I don't like garbage food. And one, like you can see on my chin, it makes me break out like Cricket nothing else. Has the fattest of zits. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my chin every time. Every time. It won't affect. Well, I guess my body fat has been affected too. We did a photo shoot today, and Cricket was upset. <laughs> it was my body fat is up for multiple reasons. Well, give yourself it, some credit. Every, you know, you're doing all right out here. Now, oh my God! I looked fantastic. That's because you are darker than me. Yeah, that helps. It does. Your striations and my everything show up better. It all shows up better. And I have no spray tan, but anyways, I don't really like garbage food. Okay. Well, I like garbage food a lot. Okay, my last question: What is your favorite childhood memory? Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 We're just going to go mm-hmm for the next Can I give you seconds. two? Yes. It's okay. our podcast. Do what we want to. So most of my childhood, I grew up um, lower on the income status. Yeah. 
all of my childhood. And I remember <laughs> one summer, I don't know how it came about, but my grandmother was like, uh, go put on your swimsuits. And we were like, okay, we don't have a pool. We don't have anything to put swimsuits on for. We're not going to the community pool. What's happening? And she had boiled one of those cheap box of uh, mashed potatoes. You know, you just mm -hmm. pour the box in water and it mm -hmm. becomes mashed potatoes. She put it in a pot, two pots, and she put it in the middle of the yard. And Jazz on one side, me on the other, Grandpa on one side, Grandma on the other. And we played mashed potato dodgeball. Wow. <laughs> you ran and got a handful of instants, ran back and threw it and chunked it at somebody. That's hilarious. It was... That sounds like a, a great time. <laughs> it was so silly. And we were like, oh my God, this is happening. I would do that now. Swimsuits and mashed potatoes. And then my second one. My dad is such a uh, burly mm -hmm. whatever. He's a man's man. He is. And we went camping. That was like our luxury trips was going camping in tents. <laughs> <laughs> and... We went camping one year to Arkansas, drove up, and I remember this particular time we had an ATV because we lived on a lot of acreage. And this four-wheeler was so much fun, and my dad and I were like, let's get up early and go up this uh, hill. And we went up, and I don't know what my dad did. I think he hit like an engine off button, <laughs> but halfway up, it stops, and it was steep. And we started rolling back and he goes, jump, cricket, jump. And I jumped off and we had helmets on and my dad rolled all the way down backwards and like a tree stopped him or something. But I just have that memory that he and I only were there. Wow, that's fun. Good question. Absolutely not. Rick was vulnerable. And I remember, I think that's why I liked it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Those are all my questions. Good job. I don't need a pat on the back oh, for okay. you. Okay. I, well, I, I hope I, you enjoyed my answers. I did enjoy your answers, and I learned a lot about you, and uh, I, um, I'm i hoping to, by the end of this year, have my story of opening my first business. I hope so, too. Oh, man, it's going to be real. Watch. You will, Ty. Watch. All right, you ready to bust a myth? This one's all on you. Okay. Okay. Is it better... To eat before or after my workout. Mostly the myth is don't eat before you work out. You'll be more lean and you'll burn the calories that are on your body as mm -hmm. opposed to the ones you just consumed. Yeah, fasted cardio and fasted training. Fasted. That. That's the word that yeah. I couldn't think of on this glass of wine. I actually, Ashley. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> There's no Ashley here. I actually trained fasted probably my first i don't know three years i would train fasted i just i don't know not intentionally or not because i thought that you know if i trained fasted i'd get because it made you whatever. nauseous when you no 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 i just i would train early in the morning usually after i was done with class that day so and i'd be done with class at like nine or ten I usually hadn't eaten by that time, and I'd just go work out. Hmm. That was it. And so I ended up looking into this much later to see, you know, what the available research said. And it is a good idea to have something on your stomach when you train. Specifically, 
when you do resistance training. Hmm. Probably about an hour before you should consume something. Um, having some nutrients in your blood will help with your performance and therefore help with your results. Hmm. So I do suggest consuming something before training. I can also say that it's not going to make a massive difference though. With your results. Right. Do you, but do you mean like, would the goal have to be different? Like if somebody's just going for increasing strength and strength performance versus somebody who's like, I need to see the body fat number go down. Just trying to get leaner. Uh, n- no, it's not going to make much of a difference. I wouldn't think so either. I have had clients that have done <clears throat> both or, you know, yeah, and compared and I haven't seen a huge trend. Yeah, there's so think about it in these terms where I like to say everything everything matters. And so let's say you consume 3000 calories on a, a standard day. If you have one day where you consume a thousand calories at breakfast, a thousand at lunch, a thousand at dinner, and you work out between lunch and dinner, and then the next day you have, um, you know, you work out around lunch, have two thousand calories afterwards, and a thousand calories for dinner. So on each of these days, your workout was sandwiched between differing amounts of calories. Uh, you still consume 3,000 calories on each of those days. And that will lead to weight gain or weight loss, depending on how many calories you need to do either thing. But again, 3,000 calories is pretty much 3,000 calories. People who need to concern themselves with things like nutrient timing are usually very advanced and they're training for very specific things. That's good to know. You know, so... Somebody who is uh, a professional mixed martial artist, they have a fight coming up. They need to, everything has to be dialed in, super dialed in. So that person, I would probably have them consume food two hours before and two hours after. Uh, the average person who's just trying to lose yeah, weight. Don and, and Joe who just started working out. Right. You don't really need to, to worry about it too much. Now, if you do get lightheaded when you train fasted, then eat something before. Uh, if you don't, then just do what you do. Your your body will give you the answer pretty much. If you are hungry, then you should probably eat. That's a good way to go. Yeah. Keep it simple. I love it. That was good. Thank you. I'm trying out here. Well, myth busted. You heard it. Doesn't really make a difference, people. Tyler, that was lovely. Great third episode. I think so. I think we uh I think we just nailed it. Next episode we'll answer some questions again. Yeah. All right. All right. Jocks at heart. Bench warmers in reality. <laughs> <laughs>